because someone has to say it, and no one does it better than Inez Says. Welcome you back to the Inez Says Podcast. Scott Inez here. Thanks so much for climbing aboard the podcast today. Appreciate you being here. You can find the podcast in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, right there at WDBO.com and the WDBO app. And join me on the radio every single weekday morning. I host Orlando's Morning News 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando. If you're outside of Central Florida, stream us right there in the WDBO app. Always enjoy catching up with Brian Kilmeade here on the Inez Says Podcast. Brian's show is heard after hours on WDBO every weekday morning, 9 to noon. On the docket with Brian today, the Harry Plotter jailed in the Bahamas. Am I the problem with these Twitter files, doc dumps, and the madness at the southern border continues and not a peep from our commander-in-chief. Here's that conversation with Brian now. Thousands upon thousands of people now crossing our southern border every day. And Title 42 hasn't even expired yet, Brian. To me, it's unconscionable what this administration is not doing at the border. And how can Alejandro Mayorka say with a straight face that the border is secure, Brian? Can you tell me that, please? Well, how about he says it's a global problem, really? We're looking at different options, really. And though what the president was doing yesterday, celebrating uh, same-sex marriage day and interracial marriage. I had no idea that was allowed. Me neither. So yeah. I just had to write it down quick. Yeah, yeah. interracial marriage yeah, is allowed really? in America? Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. And then cross-dressing day as they brought out Lady Gaga out, out to the freezing cold weather in Washington. I mean, this is unbelievable. Yeah. And he's celebrating 7.1 inflation. I, the market loved it, but I, I like 2% inflation. Uh, I, I don't celebrate 7.1 percent. Yeah, yeah, he held so, a big, big news conference. Uh, uh, and this is, yeah, it's unbelievable what's happening at the border right now. And, and you know, we're the only one covering it. I mean, there people might be looking at it a little bit now because they can't avoid it. But we're the ones, we're the ones flying drones. We're the one with Bill Malusian. We're the ones putting people uh, through the uh, through the. Uh, uh, through the journey all the way through Mexico. Why Mexico is not being pressured and threatened to enforce their southern border? They're looking at a bunch of different things, too. They First, they want $4 billion. Really? You want four, for what? <laughs> well, to help border enforcement and get more ICE agents. Are you crazy? Yeah. You want more tent cities and more bus rides and more flights in the middle of the night? Well, Republicans are now calling for Mayorkas' impeachment. But look, I mean, this. I think you said it a couple of weeks ago, this guy's a puppet for a president who just doesn't apparently care about thousands upon thousands of illegals flowing over the border each and every day. And now the plan is to throw money at the border once Title 42 expires next week. This is absolute madness, Brian. I don't, for the life of me, I don't get it. And it's never been the case before. And I was with Jeb Bush yesterday in Miami doing a feature that's going to air over the weekend. You're going to hear a lot of it on the radio. And he said, you know, I never remember this uh, being a Republican or Democrat issue. You know, the wall is one thing, but we always thought you want to block people from coming in and organize how they got here and not insult the people that are doing it the right way. And they're looking at a bunch of things. They say we might do, do something where we just stop everybody from coming in for five months. I go, well, what are you talking about? So they said we just might, if anyone who comes in would be ineligible for 
uh, be uh, asylum. Mm-hmm. Well, no kidding. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't you do that early? They're considering it. December 21st is coming. That is when this whole thing goes away. But I've also been uh, brushed back, too, that Title 42 hasn't been strictly enforced by these agents. They've been overwhelmed, and they were told, uh, you know, don't get too vigilant about this. That means you kick out everybody because of the pandemic. What does it tell you that, for me, Brian, the two biggest stories in the nation right now, what's going on at the southern border and the Twitter files? And and yet— it's crickets from the corporate media. And I start to think, okay, am I missing something? Am I the problem here? Am I missing something? Is my news judgment after 30 plus years in this business, is it off a little bit? But I, I keep coming back to no, no. The reason why these outlets are not covering these stories is that they would implicate themselves as being culpable if they decide to do the stories this late in the game here. Well, FTX is another one where Democrats, the 36 known lawmakers, took yeah. millions. Uh, from and let alone the super PACs, and now under false names, he was giving even more money. So we, thirty-six to six, uh, that's how many uh, lawmakers uh, took money from Sam uh, Freed, who's now thankfully behind bars, and billions are lost. Mil- over a million people lost money, and billions of dollars that just evaporated. According to the new CEO, was just appointed there, and he says this is flat out embezzlement. Yeah. So. They don't want to talk about that either. They don't want to talk about they they want to talk about January 6th. And I'm not kidding. They're still talking about January 6th. So uh, that, I don't think your judgment's bad. All right. Well, I appreciate that. And you mentioned it. Bahamian authorities finally arrested the Harry Plotter, as the New York Post described him in their front page headline this morning. I love that. Harry Plotter. What took him so long, Brian? That's the question. What took him so long? Yeah, I mean, they said they were assembling a case, but a lot of people think it's an interesting timing because he was about to go up and testify under oath and probably blow up a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. who said I knew it the whole time, might have said I knew it the whole time. They say the timing had nothing to do with it, but he was supposed to be on Capitol Hill, not yet, excuse me, he was supposed to be via Zoom uh, and being grilled yesterday, and they just take him. And guys like Lee Zeldin said this is totally, the timing is totally intentional. Well, in, in meantime, Elon Musk Twitter files dump, they continue. We're now at 5.0, Brian. And after the fifth dump earlier this week, it looks like the inmates were indeed running the asylum there at Twitter, that employees there squawked loud enough to get Donald Trump banned from Twitter, while the monitors there at Twitter apparently didn't see anything wrong with the tweets that came after January 6th. What, what does that tell you that the inmates were running the asylum there at uh, at Twitter. It's, it's fascinating. Uh, you know, number one, uh, you know, the Donald Trump being banned, is, that was the number one issue, but it's not even close to the number one issue now. I'm very curious to the next tranche, which was going to have COVID. And, you know, it's really smart people from Stanford and leading institutions like Johns Hopkins, how they were shadow banned because their opinions on natural immunity, their opinions on the need to give uh, babies and toddlers vaccines, their opinion on keeping schools closed uh, was not uh, copacetic with the administration. So how they were banned, how they were limited, how they were muted is going to be fascinating because that is that is health. And that is not some politician that some left winger uh, in sandals uh, brushes his teeth once a week is usually focusing on. Now you're talking about esteemed doctors and and the global pandemic we haven't seen in 100 years. So this was going on constantly. And anything that would disagree with Anthony Fauci, who's finally going to leave, how long is this farewell tour? So I'm very curious to, to see more on the next wave. But listen, there were people saying, I'm looking at Donald Trump's last tweet, and it said basically 75 million patriots, his voices will be heard. They said, that's it, we got to ban this guy. And the, you see the dialogue saying, why? Well, I don't see anything by that tweet that uh, we should ban him. He goes, oh, you got to ban him. And then finally, you know, one of the executives comes and goes, yeah, we're just going to ban him. 
So, okay, good. The guy that really made Twitter, uh, you have banned, and it concerned everybody around the globe. And Jack Dorsey writes it today that, you know, we never should have banned him, essentially, and we should never. He has a whole bunch of revelations that things to make Twitter better than that he sold it. I'm very curious about this guy because I don't necessarily think that Twitter reflects his image. I think he assigned a whole bunch of people. He's a big picture guy. Uh, and I don't think he was involved day to day. I'm not saying he's not culpable on a lot of this stuff, yeah. but not like you would think. Here's what he said. He said, the biggest mistakes I made was continuing to invest in building tools for us to manage public conversation against building tools for people using Twitter to easily manage it for themselves. Not sure how you do that. Yeah. So I generally think companies have become too powerful, and it's become completely clear to me with our suspension of Trump's account. As I've said before, we did the right thing for the public company business at the time, but the wrong thing for the Internet and society. I could continue to believe there was no ill intent or hidden agendas. Hmm. Well, that's not true. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, but maybe for him, maybe for him. I mean, I'll give I mean, why would he, I just think that there's, I'm going to try to deep think it because he called, he asked Elon Musk to buy it. And if he had so much to hide, you don't do that. Sure. But he had to have known what was in those files though. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. Well, one of them says, uh, you heard, we got Jack on board with this, meaning, mm-hmm. He was not on board with the others, and he was not involved day to day. But and then they went on to their esteem extreme shadow banning. Thanks to Brian Kilmeade for coming aboard the Inez Says podcast today. That will wrap it up for the podcast. Hear me on the radio every single weekday morning with Orlando's Morning News, five to nine a.m. on WDBO one hundred seven three FM and AM five eighty. I'll see you next time.